Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. When you're in a situation where maybe you're not, you know, for lack of lack of better words, not playing for anything. So for me, I play for the name on the on the on the front, even though it doesn't say it on there. But you know, I play for that Raiders, and I play for you know my my family as well. So there's really no question. It's just a you know I play one type of way. So if I'm out there, it's going to be full go, and it's going to be you know hopefully a lot of excitement. Um, you know, if I get opportunities to, to you know with the ball, but. Um, yeah, like I said, just pride. I, I play for that, the, the name on the front and the back, and that, that gets me through it. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. You heard Devontae Adams right there talking about what he's going to be playing for on Saturday. The Raiders will not be going to the playoffs, but they have a game against division rival, better division rival, Kansas City Chiefs. The question we threw out there to you on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. What would a victory over the Chiefs on Saturday mean to you to wrap up the 2022 season? And joining us now on the phone lines is a guy that knows a little something-something about this rivalry. That's former Raider wide receiver Kenny Shedd. And Kenny, thanks so much for joining the show again. We definitely appreciate you. So I'll start right there with you. You've been a part of some of these bitter rival games, man. Chiefs and Raiders. What would it mean to you when you were playing just to get a victory over the hated Kansas City Chiefs? You know, I, I'm just excited as as I as I was back then uh, for this team. Now this year, there's something about that that matchup that just it burns oil on both sides. These teams just really don't like each other, and um, a victory would would mean a lot uh, for Pride, like Devontae was saying. Um, but I don't think he yet has experienced the type of uh, uh, rivalry between these two teams, and I think he's going to see that tomorrow. It's for real. What did it mean or to on you? Saturday? Sorry. No, no, I I got you. What did it mean to you though when you knew that? Hey, we're preparing for Kansas City come this this weekend. Well, so you know, out of respect to my uh, uh, teammates who are high, highly spiritual, I consider this uh, Heck Week. You know, I'll call it Heck Week. <laughs> I got you. You know where I'm going. With <laughs> yes, that. sir. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's it's a week where I it, it means a lot because uh, when I was a rookie. Uh, I went out to, uh, and we traveled to Kansas City, I went, and a couple other players, we went to their rally that they had before that game, and they consider it Tech Week. Um, and it was a site that I've never, I wasn't ready for. It was, that place was packed with nothing but Sea of Red. They were, they were having all these games where you can throw, like, darts at uh, uh, Raider players in, in, their, in their photos and stuff. Uh, it, it, it was pure hate. And I saw from the very beginning that the, that the Chiefs don't like us, and um, you know we, we we fought hard, but we ended up not winning that game. And a lot of it, in my opinion, was they, they were being favored by by, by some refs. So it, it it was a really really tough uh, game to play, and it always seemed like they were coming out on top for some reason. Kenny, I can hear it in your voice right now. It sounds like if you can get back on the field right now and run with those boys in this game on Saturday, you'd be ready to go because of the opponent that's across from you. Yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, Kansas City, well, it's always a good game. Uh, you know, uh, it's a good game to watch. It's very entertaining. I mean, you got Travis Kelsey, who, uh, you know, he's so he's so fun to watch. Uh, he really is. And But he plays for the Chiefs, so I can't like him all the way. <laughs> and Mahomes, it's the same story. I, I, I can't like these guys um, uh, because of the bitter rivalry. Right. And, um you know, but it's but it's it's fun for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's 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 very unique. And I'm going to tell you something that's so that's going to blow your mind. Uh, it sounds like I hate the Chiefs, and I do. But 
Um, my mom gave me a jersey, uh, a T-shirt when I was younger, and it was a Kansas City T-shirt, um, Chiefs T-shirt, and I would wear that under my uh, uniform in college, mm. and not not knowing that that was going to be the team that I would just that would be my uh, nasty nemesis, and um, you know, but I remember those days and stuff like that, and it was just mind blowing. Like, man, I. I I wore that shirt, but I hate these guys. I hate them. <laughs> it's going to be a good game, though. Yeah. No, it will. And it's funny that you mentioned that when I was young, and obviously I never played in the NFL or anything, uh, just a, a big-time Raider fan and blessed to be here on Raider Nation Radio 920. But when I was young, Love my it. grandfather uh-huh. used to call me Chief. That was the name. He'd always say, Chief, come on in here. And so it was that, that was the thing, but that was what my grandfather called me. And then now fast forward, and I look back, and I was like, I'm not the guy. I don't oh. want to be called Chief. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel it too, right? Yes. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's one of those things where you're just like, if I still had that shirt today, would I burn it? And it's a tough one because it was a gift for my mom. Right. So I don't know. I might have to have somebody else burn it. There you go. There, yeah. <laughs> if, if my grandfather called me chief right now, I can't tell him no. Right? I mean, it's no, just you're right. there's nothing, you're right. nothing you can I do that. about that. We're talking right now with former Raider wide receiver Kenny Shedd here on Raider Nation Radio 920. This is Seth Roughness. Let me take you back to January 2nd. 2000, and that was the 99 season. You guys wrapped up in Kansas City. You weren't going to the playoffs, similar to the Raiders. Not They're not going to the playoffs this year, but you played in Kansas City. It was a back-and-forth game. You guys came out on top in overtime, and you had a touchdown and, uh, by way of special teams. There was a block punt. You grabbed it out of the air, took it back to the house, 20 yards to the house. What what was going through your mind when that happened? You know, um, it ha- it all happened so fast. And um, Q, so and and to this day, there are so many people who will come up to me, and the Raider fans will come up and say, "Oh my God, you did such a great job blocking that punt!" And then you caught it and you ran for a touchdown, and they're so excited, and it and it and it just makes me so excited. I don't want to tell them that I actually didn't block the punt. <laughs> it was Marquez, Marquez Walker, right? But um, you know, and but we just. We, we've practiced that play so many different times in, in practice and never really thought that it was actually worked. But he came in, did a move, and he, and he got in, blocked the punt, and he knocked it right to me. Um, you know, and, and the, the crazy part about that is that, uh, you know, uh, you don't know at the time that you're, what you're doing to your body. But I literally said when that ball's in the air and I'm coming down, I said, there's no way I'm going to be able to catch this without getting tackled. So, I have to adjust my hips so I go to the left instead of the right. And mm. I don't know how I was able to do it, but I landed just perfectly, and, and my momentum carried me to the left where all the other uh, my blockers were, and they carried me to the end zone. It was, it was perfect. No, it really was. It really was. It was a huge play in that game. And again, that was a back and forth game. And I remember watching it and just realizing what was on the line. And uh, I feel like that that game was a game that saved John Gruden's job at the time. Right. That was a game that he had to have that your team had to have. And what 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 was the emotions like playing in that game, knowing that, you know, the Kansas City got out to that 17-0 lead and you guys roared back and made it a game and then won won it in, in overtime? Well, so, you know, I mean, even before the game started, I'm walking through the hotel where, you know, I mean, we don't, we have a good following. Uh, we either have, uh, you know, fans who travel all over to, to watch the team, uh, but we'd also have like, uh, like, the, like some of the doctors' families, who, the team doctors, and then the coaches' families and all that stuff. And I just remember we were getting, leaving the hotel on our way to the, to the stadium to play them. 
And one of the doctor's wives had this look of just pure, just she was distraught and she was distressed. And she just looked over at us and said, please tell me you guys aren't going to let these win, these guys win this game. And without a hesitation, I said to her, not if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> it was crazy. And I don't know if it's why, why, what made me say that at the time, but that carried over. I get dressed, and I'm just, like, pounding my chest and stuff. And I just, I, I just felt that, that, that there was something special was going to happen in that game. There was a lot of hate in that environment. It's, it's very loud and tough anyway. Uh, so it immediately makes you jazz. So, yeah, no, we really thought that we were going to do everything we can to win that game, but we found out right away, 17 to nothing. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go again. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was distressful. No, I doubt. I have no doubt. But, hey, you came back, won that game overtime, and, and, you know, Tim Brown to this day says that was a game that really pushed the team from where they were to where they eventually were the next few seasons uh, in the AFC West. Again, we're talking with Kenny Shedd, former Raider wide receiver here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond's got one for you. Going into Chiefs week, what was that atmosphere like? Was there ever a player on the Chiefs that really just rubbed you the wrong way? I remember after the after the Chiefs week four win against the Buccaneers, Patrick Mahomes, he breaks down the team and says, hey, you know who's coming to town this week? And it was the Raiders. And I just, like Patrick Mahomes, he's just one of those players that, for how great he is, he just gets under my skin just a little bit. When you were <laughs> playing, was there a Chiefs player that you were just like a little extra jazz to like go up against that guy? Yeah, so... uh you guys may not remember him. His name's James Hasty. Oh yeah, he's uh, yep. he's one of the he's one of the best defensive backs uh, to play in the league. I went up against James Hasty uh, because uh, I was drafted by the Jets, and James Hasty was the Jets' uh, uh, starting cornerback uh, in in New York. And rather than kind of helping me make the team and all that stuff, this dude took full advantage of my inability to, to kind of get off the line of scrimmage and he would just grab me, throw me down, flip me, do all these different things just to make himself look good rather than kind of mentoring these young receivers trying to learn how to play in the NFL. And as soon as I got a chance to, to uh, by that time, I had figured it out and I'm, I'm balling now because I'm, I'm an Oakland Raider now and I figured <laughs> out how to play in the pros and it was me versus Hasty again. And, um, I remember going up against him on a couple of different plays and stuff. And uh, I, after one play, I, I went up to his ear. I'm just like, hey, man, how can you in Kansas City now? I guess they didn't, the Jets didn't think you were worth a big contract. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's go. He turned around and was like, oh, man. But he laughed. Right. And yeah, but, but it, was not, it was a mutual respect thing. They had um, who I really, it wasn't necessarily players but the coaches i hated gunther cunningham mm. i hated martin shiny martin marty schottenheimer those guys i swear to god uh may they rest in peace now but they were the the, the uh bonafide raider haters and they were just horrible people too i, I so <laughs> we wanted to beat them because of those guys you know <laughs> I love and, it. And, and their players got their personalities from the coaches right you yep, know that's true <laughs> so all right, because we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier in the show when it comes to the biggest rival. Do you think it's the Chiefs? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, well, so what I, what I thought it was the Chiefs for sure. Um, what I think kind of started kind of downsizing the uh, rivalry itself, to be honest with you, and this is one of my biggest, one of my biggest problems I had with Coach Gruden, uh, was when he came in, 
he basically told everybody and the reporters, everybody, that this game, we're going to prepare for this game like it's any other game. And to me, that kind of started kind of like uh, guys kind of not really realizing what we're going up against. It kind of put a damper to the rivalry. Mm. And, you know, and so you had old school guys like myself, like trying to tell people, no, uh-uh, no, here's what the Chiefs did to us back in these days. That's right. Uh, but when you got your head coach saying that this is in just a regular game, it kind of dampens the spirit. So hopefully – uh, you know, like Coach McDaniels will kind of start to reignite that rivalry because uh, the, I can guarantee you the Kansas City Chiefs are being told that if they lose this game against the Raiders, they're going to be running for an hour straight at practice. Right. I, I, man, I'm telling you, regardless of the game, regardless of what is on the line, I mean, it's Chiefs, it's, it's Raiders. It really doesn't get any better than that, especially for the Raiders to close yep. out the season at home. And, Kenny, before we let you go, I had a couple text messages. We've got a couple people that hit us up uh, as we're talking to you. Yeah. One guy, Mailman Raider Max, said, uh, can you ask Kenny about the preseason game versus the Cowboys when he came out of nowhere to tackle the punter, uh, punt returner at the goal line? The Raiders ended up winning the game because of that play. FYI, I deliver mail to Kenny all the time. Do you remember that play? <laughs> hey, I was I was like maybe two or three votes away from that play from being the the play of the year, um, uh, but but I, I can't remember which which play won play of the year, but it definitely deserved it. Um, but uh, that was we were a close second, um, and I I still remember that play to this day. Uh, I don't really want to dampen the story itself by telling you how that play even happened but all i can all i can say is this that um uh there were some receivers who were who were who were biting for positions uh ahead of me and on that particular play they weren't out there and they there was nobody out there playing receiver so there was we, we were short a man so mm. i saw that and i ran out there and the quarterback i was wide open the quarterback threw the ball but he was told Hey, uh, I'll leave it at that. And so the ball really <laughs> let, slipped out of his hand. Right. It's like a floating, like in the air. Yeah. And, and, and the defensive back just picked it off and was gone. There was nobody in, in front of him to stop him. Like, oh, oh, hell no. And I just I just kicked it in. Thought I was uh, Deion Sanders for a minute and just and, and I was going to get him no matter what. So nice. I love that play. It was, it was, uh, it was just a. You know, I mean, that's another robbery. Kansas or the Cowboys. Yeah. It's a, it's a game where it, you just want to play your best football. Nice, nice. I love it. Well, uh, the game, I mean, the season gets wrapped up on Saturday, but again, it's the Chiefs at your house, and, you know, the Raiders should be fired up, pumped up about it. Yeah. Before we let you go, I did want to ask you, what did you think of what you saw from Jared Stidham on, on Sunday against the uh, 49ers? Still, still blown away. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I would say in this for for somebody who who um, you know I mean you you bust your butt in training camp and you're you're always trying to find a, a spot of teams you don't get a chance to kind of get in there and show what you you can do then all of a sudden you're playing backup and then you have to wait your turn um, he's he's a perfect example of the, the the hardcore spirit that every young football player goes in NFL should have because. It, you can be the biggest All-American in college, and that does not mean anything in the pros. And it, it really does take heart to stick with it and stick with it, even if you get traded here and there. So what Sim did was just amazing. And to put up that those type of numbers against the number one defense, I, I can't be more proud of that young man, and I, and I hope he does even better this game. All right, last one for me. 
What's the last good movie you've seen? <laughs> oh, I, I've been watching it nonstop. As uh, The Harder They Fall. Oh, okay. Hold on. Tell I, me. I, you I haven't heard one. of it yet, huh? Uh-uh, I haven't. <laughs> I'm not a movie guy, Kenny. I'll be the first to tell you. I'm not a movie guy, but Devon is. <laughs> you have, yeah. The Harder They Fall. It's, it's uh, uh, you know... Idris, uh, the, the the guy, oh. I can't remember. Idris, Idris oh, Elba. Elba, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, the, the wife the likes Western, him. Yeah, the, okay. the wife likes him a lot. Yeah. You will love that movie, I guarantee you. I'll check it out, okay? it's on Netflix. <laughs> check it out, yeah. It, I, I'm going to watch it again later tonight. <laughs> nice, nice, there you go. Well, Kenny's giving us advice on the, on the Chiefs-Raiders rivalry and also dropping movie gems for us right there. So there you go. Check out The Harder They Fall. And before I let you go, uh, my guy Fabian, yes, one, uh, he hit me up and said, hey, uh, tell Kenny that, uh, the, that uh, congratulations on his retirement, and apparently he met you back at Football 101. Uh, he's, the, he's the cop from Campbell, and he wanted to say congratulations on That's your retirement. right. That's right. Um, you know, yeah. And tell them thank, thank you so much. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm loving life right now. Uh, things are in my control where, I, you know, I mean, I can kind of concentrate on, on what I need to do. My movies, the Raiders, I'm sending them my spirit. Um, I, I'll go to games where I can. But I'll tell you what, um, it, 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 the year didn't end the way we want it to. Uh, but I see nothing but good things on the horizon, and it's all because of you guys and what you do for the team, keeping them, keeping them, uh, you know, head in the game. So I want to thank you guys for what you guys do. Seriously, appreciate it, Kenny. We do so much, man. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon, and uh, we'll be talking soon. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your movies. Enjoy the game. Thank you, brother. You guys take care. All right, you too, my man. There he goes. Kenny Shedd, former Raiders wide receiver. Great stuff. Uh, thank you, Fabian, for that little nugget. And also, uh, Mailman Raider Max, thank you as well for that text on the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. We on fire today. We on fire today. We're not slowing down anytime soon. Darren Waller, he was in the Raiders locker room. We got sound from him. Hunter Renfro, he was in the Raiders locker room. Got sound from him. That's all on the way. Plus, Nadeep Singh, that's the MD Chief Medical Officer for the Raiders. He'll join us at 3.30. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. It's tough. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I appreciate the way we started the day off, um, kind of in our team meeting. We we addressed it a little bit and, and you know, opened up just to talk about it. A couple guys had some questions about, you know, just the ins and outs of what happened. And obviously we don't really know. And, you know, no doctor can come tell us exactly right now. If, if they if we haven't been told, I just, you know, independent, you know, guy's not going to be able to tell us exactly what happened. But just to have a couple answers, um, you know, at least address the elephant in the room is, is kind of a big deal right now. Um, it's kind of insensitive, I think, if we were to just jump in here without talking about it and making sure everybody's mind was clear and, you know, able to, to jump into that. So I appreciate the way that Josh started off the day. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. There's Devontae Adams talking about getting back to work on Wednesday. Head coach Josh McDaniels talked to us and let us know that Dr. Singh, who's going to join us in a matter of minutes, talked to the players as they were getting back to action to kind of let them know what they saw, let them know about the all the precautions that the, the the team takes and everything that they have at the facilities. And Vinny Bonsignor, who will join us at 4.30, actually took a tour of Allegiant Stadium in, in December when they were showing, and I would have taken the tour as well, but I was doing the, the pregame show, so I couldn't do it. But uh, they were showing all the different equipment that's there at Allegiant Stadium. Literally, if you're not at a hospital, the best place for you to be would be at an NFL stadium. I mean, every single stadium across the league has 
so much equipment, so much stuff where they could just jump into action if need be. You prepare for the worst. You hope for the best, but you prepare for the worst. And they were prepared when they were in Cincinnati, and that's what helped save DeMar Hamlin's life, and he is continuing to get better and better and better. Not where we want him yet, but at least you're seeing some good signs. So we'll talk to uh, Dr. Singh uh, coming up at 3.30. But right now I want to take you inside that Raider locker room and let you hear the conversation that Vinny and other media members had with Darren Waller. What did you take out of Derek's performance? Um, just he was confident. Uh, it was exciting to go out there and watch him take advantage of his opportunity uh, and do so many great things and just do it with composure and having fun. Uh, I'm super happy for him. What's the importance of, of trying to end the season kind of uh, just with a good momentum vibe going for this team? Um, yeah, very important. Uh, just with anything, you know, just try to uh, finish what you start no matter what it is. Uh, just have that be a part of your character. So, uh, you know, we want to go out, have fun. This is a group that we've really enjoyed being together this year, uh, despite uh, the way the season has looked from a win-loss standpoint. We've really enjoyed it, really respect each other, uh, really gotten to grow and know each other better from coaches and players. So we really want to finish on a positive note. Do you think of that? I mean, this is the last time this group's going to play together uh, as this group. Uh, is that kind of a something that's talked about, I guess, in the locker room going into this last game? Yeah, no doubt. From, you know, from everybody that's been here and, you know, got names. <laughs> Anybody that's suited up for us this year, you know, we've enjoyed having them here, respect what they've done, so we want to honor everybody that's been a part of this team this year. Darren, I know you got one more to go, but um, pretty soon you're going to start thinking about the offseason and your plans and priorities of what you're going to kind of focus on uh, getting ready for the 2023 season. Um, what becomes that focus for you? Um, I mean, to be honest, uh, I was starting to look at that focus maybe next week, you know, just because... Uh, I don't even want to put myself in that mindset yet. Right. I want to finish, finish strong, uh, give the team everything I got. But um, that's probably something I'll get to next week. So I'll right. answer for you then. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, the Chiefs still have uh, you know, a lot to play for. How nice would it be to, to maybe spoil this one for them and, and your guys' last game? Um, yeah, I mean, just the, the opportunity to play the Chiefs is uh, always uh, exciting. It's always an honor. Uh, they're, uh, Top flight organization, you know, they present a challenge every time you step on the field. You got to bring your A game. And that's why I love us players. Our team loves uh, facing a challenge like that. So uh, we look forward to the challenge. So there's Darren Waller in the Raiders locker room just a little while ago. Vinny Bonsignor, Cassie Soto. I think you heard Adam Hill there as well. Uh, many different media members with him. We just got word uh, from Dr. Singh that he's going to actually join us at 4 o'clock. So just got to head and put that in your notes that he'll join us at the top of the hour, which is fine. We have uh, time for open open lines, and we could also take you back inside the Raider locker room. Hunter Renfro was a guy that Vinny talked to, and also we'll get to your texts and your calls. Don't be broke.com, text line 69187, keyword RNR, and of course the listener line is 702-365-9200. The question that we throw out there to you, what would a victory over the Chiefs on Saturday mean to you? We had a great conversation in the 2 o'clock hour with Joe Valerio, former Kansas City Chief offensive lineman, and then we also just finished talking a little while ago to former Raider wide receiver Kenny Shedd. Fantastic conversation. So looking forward to talking to Dr. Singh. We'll do that at four o'clock. Uh, let me go to the text line real quick before we get to Hunter Renfro. Uh, let's see. Mailman Raider said, Q, this is the last chance for Abdullah to get that touchdown return. I'm just saying, LOL. Man, you're not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, Mailman Raider. And look, I'll tell you this. Of course, I say this all the time. Selfishly, I was sitting in the press box on Sunday when the, when the, the, the Raiders won the coin toss. And they were, and the 49ers were kicking off, and I just, I was in my head, was thinking, let him return one, just let him return one, let him get his hands on the ball this one time, he'll take it to the house to end the game. Like I, in my mind, mailman Raider, I'm thinking, if he returns this one to the house 
the way I walk into work on Monday morning is going to be some kind of way, right? I'm, I mean, I'm already, maybe it was my fault. <laughs> I'm already setting up what I was going to do. I was already ready to talk that talk without it even happening. Just all of a sudden it played out in my mind. I was like, wait a minute, this is perfect. He gets one more opportunity to return a kick because they haven't had one all game. They haven't let him return one kick all game. And I thought, okay, overtime, they're going to kick it a little short, and he's going to take it to the house. Stidham's not going to have to take the field. Nothing's going to matter. He's going to return it. Game win, over. We'll be in the locker room, and it'll be a fun time, and I can go back on the radio on Monday and be like, how you like me now? Well, we all know it didn't shake out like that, so you're right. One more opportunity. This is going to be the one. Saturday, Allegiant State. I said, look, he's got to get an opportunity, though, DeMond. He hasn't had an opportunity to even touch the ball, it seems like, in a game and a half. My biggest takeaway from everything that you just said is that you were actually picturing. Oh, I was. The, oh no, he's just going to take. He's going to. He's going to kick it off in overtime. There won't be overtime because it's just going to be over, just like that. Yeah. No. I, you know, that was in my head. <laughs> I was already about to pack up my stuff. I'm like, oh, it's a wrap. This is it because I, I know already. I've been talking about it for weeks. So I'm like, there it is. This is going to happen. I'm good. And then I can I can talk about how I called it. I saw it. I saw it happening. Like that was going to be the one time where I was like, I knew it. Right. I'll never do that, but I was going to do it that time. <laughs> Speaking it into existence. Yeah. Started closing your laptop slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opening up the backpack. Yeah, yeah. I was getting I was getting all my stuff ready. I was going to tweet out from my phone that the Raiders just won because Abdullah took it to the house and we're going to go to the locker room and uh, locker room audios to come. Like, I had it already in my mind. Like, you see how smooth it's running off my tongue right now. I had it ready to go, man. I had it play by play in my head. It just didn't shake out. So, Amir Abdullah, I'm just saying, I'm going to need you to take one to the house on Saturday. Do you know what his longest return of the season's been? I don't have it up in front of me. I just no. I just want to ask you, do you know? No, I has think, he been close this no, season? No, no, he has. He's he's gotten it back to like the 40 or 45 yard line. I mean, he's he's honestly, there's been a couple times where he was literally one block away from taking it to the house. Like a, a, a couple a couple opportunities where uh, you know, where he got tackled by his ankles or whatever. But there no, there he's close. He's been close. I'm not wrong. I mean, I'm wrong because it hadn't happened. But I'm not wrong that he hasn't been close. He's been close. I've been, man, every time he gets the hand, his hands on the ball, I keep thinking this is going to be the one, and it hasn't been. But I think, I think it's coming. Mailman Raider, uh, Raider, yeah, Mailman Raider. We got Mailman Raider and we got Mailman Raider Max. I love it. We got all the mailman. That's cool. So thank you, Mailman Raider. I appreciate you. But now Mailman Raider Max said, thanks, Q. I was a little kid, so, uh, so I misremembered if it was a punt or a turnover, but he never gave up on that play, and I remember – him uh, making the most for that play. And that's talking about Kenny Shedd as Kenny explained that uh, that play against the Cowboys that he made. No doubt about it. I appreciate you uh, for bringing that up because clearly that was a big memory for Kenny as Kenny joined us uh, at the three, to the start the 3 o'clock hour. Got a text from Richie from Arizona. He said to beat the Chiefs and shut down Kelsey and his showboating self would be a very nice going away for the season present. From Raiders to me. Go Raiders. That's from Richie from Arizona. And I just think that that would be an awesome way to end the season. You know that you're not going to make the playoffs. It doesn't matter what you do in the game. But if you go out there and you put your best foot forward and you go win that game in your building and especially beat the Chiefs and, and, and knock them off from the number one spot, yeah, man, I, th- I think you've done something, man. It's nothing wrong with being a spoiler. Uh, I got a text from the 707 AQ. So first I have to say how happy we all are that DeMar is responsive and hope to hear about that every second or that very second they tell him 
his page that was a couple thousand dollars at game time is over seven million now. That's amazing. Would love to hear his reaction. Lastly, what I want to see Saturday is a dominate and wreck the Chiefs seating. I also think that a strong finale could show this team's resolve and desire, helping when it comes to the attractiveness to free agents deciding on staying with the team or coming here to play for another season. Again, that's from uh, the seven oh seven. And yeah, again, I think there's there's no there's no negativity that can come from the Raiders winning this game. On Saturday, I know it can it'll hurt their draft stock, but I don't, again, I don't care about draft stocks. That just means that you have an opportunity to pick somebody. Doesn't mean you're going to pick the right guy. <laughs> I don't even want to go through the list of guys that have been selected that weren't the right guy. So I don't care if you pick. I I was on with uh, ESPN Las Vegas this morning, and Tyler Bischoff said, "Well, Q, if they lose, they could pick as as high as six. If they win, they can actually drop out of the top ten and be around eleven. And I was like, Tyler, does five spots matter? I mean, really. Does five spots matter in the grand scheme of things? No. Not when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs of the team coming to town, right? I mean, you go out on top for a guy who's a free agent at the end of the year. I mean, there's plenty of them, right? Like a guy, I don't know, think of one. Foster. Foster is a, is a free agent at the end of the year. You tell me he doesn't want to beat Kansas City? Hell, Jared Stenham's a free agent at the end of the year. You tell me he doesn't want to beat Kansas City and put some good film out there? Like, these guys are out there... They have a lot on the line, even though they're not going to the playoffs. They got a lot to play for. They really do. And also, it's always about what you put on film. What's the last time that another team has seen you if you're going to be a free agent? Could you imagine if the team says, hey, man, thank you for the season, but it's not going to, you know, like, obviously, if you can find something something better elsewhere, go do it. No, but I dogged it in the last game so we could get a better pick. Right, right. Who's going to say that? Right, exactly. Well, hey, that's the team player I need. And I'm glad you said that, though. Uh, because I used to be, when I used to come to Vegas all the time, it was because my boys played AAU ball all the time. And actually, my son is at Western Oregon, and he's doing really well. But my other son, I thought, was really good and had that, kind of had that dog mentality. But he would be the guy that, when this team would start losing, he'd get frustrated, and he'd get that bad attitude. He'd be like that bad attitude kid. Because he was a pit bull, man. He had pit bull mentalities. His mom's part pit bull. And nobody so, likes losing. Right, and nobody <laughs> likes losing. So I, I can respect that. But a scout told me, that what we're looking for is guys that could play, but we're also looking like for guys that how do they react when things aren't going well? How do they act as team players? How do they act with keeping their guys together when the S is hitting the fan? Right? And I was like, well, don't look, don't look my son's way. <laughs> Cause he's gonna tell you how he's feeling. <laughs> Shout out to my man Kimani. But man, I'll tell you what, he didn't have the most positive attitude. I'll tell you that right now. But again, his mom's part pit bull. So I mean, you know, that's But just... was he good enough to where he's the he's pointing the fingers like this is y'all fault, not mine? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then he he'd be that guy, you know, he'd be that guy that'd be on the court, be like, give me the ball, give me the ball. These guys don't want to do it, just give me the ball. Give me the ball, I'll go and do it. And then he'd look at the rest when they're like, pass me the ball. And he'd be like, you guys ain't doing nothing anyway. Like, he'd be, he'd be that guy. He's very much me, right? He was very much me where he'd be <laughs> very loud and angry at, at, at moments when things ain't going right, where my other son is kind of quiet and chill and relaxed. And, you know, things ain't going right. You could tell that things ain't going right, but he ain't going to be the one that's going to, like, call everybody out and, you know, point the fingers at him, all the fingers at him. <laughs> the guy the, we lost? No, y'all lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't lose. Y'all suck, right? I mean, it's the coach's fault. The coach, coach don't know what he's doing. Should have been giving me the rock the whole time. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Shout out to Kimani, man. That's that was that dude, man. That dude, he didn't he didn't care, and that's what was the beauty about it. I, I always said this is who I thought was very comparable to him, Russell Westbrook. Mm. He kind of played with that Russell Westbrook edge to him, right? Where you know Russ has he's got that edge and and that look that he has on his face. You know when they're talking trash about him, like oh Russ can't do this. Russ is like. Pfft. 
y'all can't do that. I got a triple dub. What y'all do, right? I mean, that's that's Russ. And then at the end of the game, put on some y'all can't kill my vibe, right? I mean, yeah. like, like, like he ain't done no wrong. <laughs> you, back when I was at UNLV and I would do, you know, the play-by-play, yeah. you know, for the school radio, yeah. me and a guy that he was doing color and he was a little older, he played like D2 somewhere. Yeah. But he was like, if I was a coach, I would want, I would have kept Reggie Jackson over Russell Westbrook. And I'm like, are you crazy? Right. He's just like, yeah, but he's got a bad attitude. I don't care about the bad attitude. Right. <laughs> right. I'm okay. Look, you need some car thieves and choir boys, right? I said that for a while, right? Kimani was definitely a, a car thief. <laughs> My other son, he's a choir boy. But Kimani was a car thief. And, 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 you know, he was the nicest kind of car thief, but he was a car thief. <laughs> Won't be no trouble. That's right. <laughs> if you just give me the ball. Right, exactly, exactly. The only problem we got is y'all. <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> Uh, let's see, one more text and we'll take a break. Uh, one for the 707. The year they took Cleve Farrell, if they had lost their last game, they'd have been able to pick Nick Bosa instead. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. But, does I mean, would that have mattered? Would, would they have picked Nick Bosa? You know, are you sure about that? I mean, there's, you know, they could have picked other guys instead of Cleve Farrell. They, I mean, look at all the guys behind Cleve that, that were really good. They could have picked Devin White. You know, they could have picked Ed Oliver. They could have picked Brian Burns. I mean, we could do, believe me, I can go through the, the, the drafts. All the history, I get it. A draft position does matter, but you can get quality players just because you pick at six or pick at five doesn't mean you can't get a quality player at nine. I mean, really, you think about it. Think of all the quality players that you get. Max Crosby came out around four. Hunter Renfro came out around five. Okay? I mean, you can get quality players. There's not one good player in the league. Nick Bosa, damn good. Don't get me wrong. He's also been banged up quite a bit as well. They could have had Derwin James. They didn't get him. They went and got Colton Miller. Worked out fine. I mean, there's we can we can play ifs, ands, and buts all day long. But also, when the people say this, hey, if they would have lost that game, they could have right. got Nick Bosa. But are you going to go in the locker room and tell those guys, let's say if you're the defensive right. man who's not coming back next season if they get Nick Bosa, hey, man, if you got a sack today, just ease up. You know, maybe let the quarterback get that pass off because we want Nick Bosa in the draft. Right. Are, are, these, are you going to go in and, hey, guys, game plan today? No. Just don't try. Right, exactly. I mean, look, we could go through all the draft picks that they had, and we could say, hey, if they didn't grab Damon Arnett, they could have had Justin Jefferson. I'll wait. He was picked after, right? I mean, look, we could do that all. We could play that game all day. Point is, it doesn't matter. Where you select, if you're picking the right guys, you can get a dude, and you can get multiple dudes. The problem is with the Raiders, it's not where they pick, it's who they pick. That's the issue. Clean up who you pick as opposed to where you pick. 342 is the time. We'll come back here from Hunter Renfro, fifth round draft pick. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Dr. Navdeep Singh, MD Chief Medical Officer for the Raiders, will join us coming up at 4 o'clock. He was scheduled at 3.30, but we pushed him back to 4. He'll join us to talk about everything that he taught with the players when they came back and decided, well, not decided, but got back to work on Wednesday, preparing for this game coming up on Saturday to close the season out versus the Chiefs at Allegiant Stadium. Talk about the, you know, everything, all the equipment that they have there at Allegiant and just all the, everything that goes into preparing for an NFL game that a lot of us never, ever see or never even really aware of that goes on at every stadium across the league. So uh, Dr. Singh will join us. Coming up at four, we've been throwing out the question, what would a victory over the Chiefs on Saturday to end the 2022 season mean to you? Uh, we got a text from <laughs> from Brad. He said, from wannabe mailman Brad, I want to see Saturday is the defense stepping up for the finale. I want the fat man, Mahomes, and the rest 
But that frustrated look every commercial break, it's a great look for them. And, yeah, the defense, man, it would be nice to see the defense step up and make a couple great plays, right? It really would. You know, create a turnover or two. You know, score off those turnovers. Do something. It would just – it'd be nice to see them get off the field consistently, uh, you know, and, and, and limit the, the Chiefs. And, you know, the thing about it is they did a good job against Travis Kelsey last week – or last uh, time they played, week five, outside of the red zone, which is where it hurts them the most, right? Between the 20s, I did a good job slowing them down. When they got to the red zone, I was like, oh, hey, forget that Travis Kelsey guy. Don't need to guard him. And they scored. And he scored four times. Trayvon Merrick, this should be his game. The, I mean, the game of, I, yeah. got, I got something to prove. No, that's true. You're right. He has a lot to prove. He's uh, All those guys, Nate, Nate hasn't been playing very well. He's got a lot to prove as well. He's got a lot to prove that he could be that guy. So, uh, you know, I, I was excited about Nate. Uh, we talked him up a lot heading into the season. He did well to start the season off. And then he got injured week five against Kansas City. And he hasn't been the same since. So can he show up this uh, this week and play a really good game? And you're right. Trayvon Merrick, he has a lot to prove as well. Mailman Raider hit us up and said, 6 or 11, doesn't matter. Parsons and Aaron Donald got drafted out of the top 10. We could get lucky. And that's, that's the thing. Again, there's no player, and I mean no player, that ever roots for a loss just to boost their draft stock. No player ever says, you know what? When we lose this game to close out the season, we're going to pick number five overall. They don't, they don't care. Nobody in that locker room. I know the front office will care about the position. It doesn't matter. There's seven rounds of the draft for a reason. Brock Purdy, who just beat the Raiders, was Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last pick in the draft. He just beat the Raiders. He's playing some really good ball. There's a question if he's going to be the starting quarterback moving forward or it's going to be Trey Lance. Think about that. They traded up to get Trey Lance. They just took Brock Purdy. <laughs> he ended up being the guy. So, again, you know, I understand with the positioning and, oh, man, pick number one overall or pick number two or the higher you pick, that's fine. But you can get so many quality players, and good teams find those quality players. It doesn't matter where they pick. It don't matter if it's round one, round two, three, four, five, six, seven. It doesn't matter. Hell, Thayer Mufford's been a hell of a player for the Raiders, I think. Guess what? Seventh-round pick. Dylan Parham, done well. Third-round pick. There's, I mean, you, you, it doesn't matter where you're picking doesn't matter what number it is. You can find a dude. You just have to be smart enough to go and get that dude. You want to you entertain yourself for some hours? Go back and look at the history of the Raiders drafts. I'm not going to do it because, it, it, again, it's, it's nauseating. Go back in the history of the Raiders drafts. I don't know. Go back about 10 years and look at who they selected and look at who the next player is or the next couple players. There's a guy that plays in Green Bay right now. Could have been Raiders. Name is Aaron Rodgers. He was there when the Raiders picked. They picked Fabian Washington. You know where Fabian Washington is right now? He's at the gas station pumping gas. He's chilling. I mean, he's not even in the league. Right? Again, I can go on and on and on. And it's just, it's, it's sickening. So many players that, and it's not exclusive to the Raiders. Multiple teams pass on great quality players to get just a guy. There was a point where Taco Charlton was a first round draft pick. Of the Cowboys. Taco Charlton's been on a, I don't know, he's, he's been on so many teams, you thought he was a taco truck. Right? He posts up on every corner. Terrible. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, there, I, mean, I can go, like I said, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because it'll be 7 o'clock before we get up out of here. And I don't want to do that. Hunter Renfro, he wasn't a first round pick. He wasn't a second, not a third, not a fourth. He was a fifth round pick. He also is in the Raiders' locker room right now after getting a contract extension and hasn't had the year that he, he wanted. 
but he's a hell of a player. Here's here's on a refro in the Raiders locker room a little while ago. I know it's uh, been a very peculiar season you know, with the, the injuries and everything, the expectation maybe not being met. But you know, what would you say you've learned the most from this season? You know, compared to I've learned a lot this season. You know, I'll probably learned more this season than any year I've had playing football. Uh, you know, it's been good. Um, you know, how to be a good teammate. Um, you know, when you're not having success you want on the field. Um, you know, having the support of your teammates around you is very, very important. Um, you know, just being positive in, in times that are tough um, has been a big, big uh, theme this year. And so, you know, learned a lot and um, excited, excited to finish off the game. Going into this last game, you know, you think about the word pride. How much pride would you say this locker room has going into this last game to really show what they got? Yeah, I mean, it's a rivalry, right? You know, um, we play the Chiefs twice every year. And um, so it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, it's uh, it's not it's not about who you're playing. It's, you know, us in this locker room. And we're going to band together and play for each other and uh, try, try to get a win. Obviously, you know, everything that transpired on Monday night, of course, things are definitely looking better for, for DeMar, but when you first saw it to now, how would you say that has impacted you personally? Yeah, it's crazy. It makes you appreciative of the people around you. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I'm sure he didn't wake up or any of his teammates woke up thinking that would happen. Um, and then it, it makes you realize how insignificant football is, right? Um, it's a game we love playing, but, you know, it's not the most important thing, and it can be taken in an instant. And so, um, you know, that's that's something else that, you know, you can take with you. And thankfully, um, it sounds like some, some good reports are coming out um, from, the, from the, you know, He'll take care of tomorrow, and so uh, you know, still praying for him, and you know, hope it all, hope it all continues to trend upwards. Can you just describe the relationship that you have with uh, you know Jared Stidham, and you know how how beneficial or how much of support have you been able to bring into him, and have you been surprised by what he's been able to do? Not surprised. I mean, he's just been consistent every day, right? Um, you know, he hasn't had an opportunity yet until last week, but he played extremely well, and he ran the offense well, and you know, it was a lot of fun playing with him, and so um, and he's positive every day. Uh, whether he was playing or wasn't was not playing and um, it's just someone we want to uh, be led by Hunter uh, for you personally it kind of feels like you're just getting started the way things have played out this year with the injuries does it feel weird that it's kind of coming to an end just when you're kind of yeah. I mean just trying to end it the right way and then uh, get a little momentum for next year um, I think uh, you know it, it's not exactly you know what I wanted or what it portrayed in the season but um, and that has nothing to do with stats. It's more so from a team aspect, right? We didn't get to where we wanted to get to. And so, um, you know, end it the right way, get some positive momentum, and um, continue to do some things well. I know you have one more before you start thinking about this, but what becomes your focus after Saturday's game? Like, yeah. When you start thinking about yeah. the 2023 season? Um, you know, I think about that. I, I, uh, I always drive home with the dogs and my dad. So uh, I'll have a nice 30-hour car ride to... Uh, kind of think about it, talk to my dad, and, uh, and figure it out. That wasn't Mary J. Blige. That was Mary J. Blige in the background. Could have been, man. I, I don't know. You, you go ahead around here. Come on. You don't recognize Mary J.? You I'm, didn't recognize Mary J.? I noticed the song on Darren when Darren Waller was going on. I didn't. I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't hear the music on uh, as much on Darren Waller. You didn't, you didn't hear Mary. You weren't hearing Mary on that. No. Play it again. 
Just press play. Okay. I'll tell you what it's like. Just listen to the background. The injuries and everything, the expectation may not be met, but, you know, what would you say you've learned the most from this season, you know, compared to I've learned a lot this season, you know. I've probably learned more this season than any year I've had playing football. Uh, you know, it's been good. Um, you know, how to be a good teammate, um, you know, and you know, have the success you want on the field. Um, you know, having the support of the teammates around you is very, very important. Um, you know, just being positive in, in times of tough um, has been a big, big uh, thing this year. So, you know, learned a lot and um, it's not excited, right there. Hold on. excited to finish off the Watch. Going into this last game, you know, you... Think about the word right pride. Now. How much pride would you say this locker room has going into this last game to really show what they got? Yeah, I mean it's a rivalry, right? You know, um, play the Chiefs twice every year, and um, so here it comes. It's Swear definitely going to be a lot of fun, and it's you know, life. it's uh, it's not it's not about who you're playing. It's you know, us in this locker room, and we're going to band together and play for each other and uh, try to try to get a win. Obviously, you know, everything that transpired on Monday night, of course, things are definitely looking better for, for DeMar, but when you first saw it to now, how would you say that has impacted you personally? Yeah, it's crazy. It makes you appreciative of the people around you. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I'm sure he didn't wake up or any of his teammates woke up thinking that would happen. Um, and then it, it makes you realize how insignificant football is, right? Um, it's a game we've been playing, a long but, preview, but here you know, it's not the most important thing, and it can be taken in an instant. And so, um, you know, that's that's something else that you know you can take with you. And thankfully, um, it sounds like some some good reports are coming out. Um, I hear the voice the, now. I okay, the voice. okay. I hear the voice. All right, so you're good. I guess you're the one who wanted me to hear it. I mean, I'll play different. No, no, no. I just want to, I just want to make sure you're good. Do you hear the song in the background here? He's confident. Uh, it was exciting to go out there and watch him take advantage of his opportunity uh, and do so many great things. You don't hear it? Do it with composure. It's yeah. hard to hear it on this one. Oh, it's hard for me to pick it up on this one. What's the importance of trying to end the season kind of uh, just with a good momentum vibe going? It's that Neo stage. song. It's going to rain. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Neil was my guy, but he wasn't my guy like that. <laughs> Mary's different, man. Mary's a different cat, man. And you have to have you have to have hurt Mary. You can't have happy Mary. Like there's two people in life I never want them to be happy in life. Two people. Wow. No, seriously. And this is not this is again selfishly. It's not their fault, but it is. You never want Mary J. Blige to be happy, and you never want Keisha Cole to be happy. When those two are unhappy, that's when great music happens. Mariah is just a different animal. She's going to find a way to be happy and angry at the same time. But a hurt Mary and a hurt Keisha Cole, A1. 358 is the time. When we come back, Dr. Navdeep Singh will join us. He's the medical officer, chief medical officer for the Raiders. This is Raiders Radio 920.